You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Silver and Black today in Odyssey Sports Original Podcast covering the Raiders. Scott Branson, Mo Moten with you. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please do us a favor and do so wherever you get your audio and thanks for the subscriptions up on YouTube. Hit that like button, that thumbs up, and also the notifications bell. That way you know every time we have a new video. Okay, but we talked about the drama on the hiring of all this stuff going on with Kingsbury and of course now Getsy. Now, uh, Getsy still has not been announced officially and there are some out there who say you should never listen to anything unless it's officially on this on the team's website. But guess what? We have a lot of folks, Mike Garoppolo. I mean, all the guys, the insiders at the NFL Network who work for the league, by the way, have reported this. So we, we anticipate it's going to happen. Uh, but you look at Getze in Chicago. He's fired last month uh, to, as, as what people have described, underwhelming two-year stint with the Bears as their offensive coordinator. They did show some growth under Luke Getze, very, very little 2022, this team averaged 19.8 points. Let me let me flash this up here. We got a graphic for folks to look at. So for two years with the Bears in 2022, 19.2 points per game. That's 23rd yards per play. I'll go into that. Red zone, uh, again, uh, opportunities in the red zone per game, 2.9. That was 19th. You go to this year, some improvement. They went up nearly two points in scoring, but still 19th in the league. Uh, their yards per play went down by by almost a half yard, and red zone stayed about the same. And they were twentieth uh, with red zone opportunities per game uh, in this in this season. As a play caller, Bears finished twenty first in EPA per play, which was behind the Raiders, and twenty fourth in success rate, uh, which was uh, also behind the Raiders uh, this year on offense. So overall, not good number. We'll talk about the reasoning, or at least some of the reasoning behind this. But I think that when you look at this, this is why I called the hire uh, again, Mo. I called it uninspired because of what we had seen there. Now, does that mean he can't be successful? No, we don't know that. But you look at uh, I'm looking at the the report from Tashawn Reed and uh, and and Vic Tafer where they talk about the the Bears offense as being, quote, entirely one dimensional. They led the league in both rushing attempts and rushing yards. Uh, and they had uh, they had this what they called an elite rushing offense. Although their leading rusher was their quarterback, 
Justin Fields. Uh, but they were dead last in both passing attempts and passing yards during that span. We heard we heard uh, um, Antonio Pierce, Mo, talk about how he wanted a coach that was going to score 24 points, all that stuff. We also heard him say uh, this, that he said that uh, – let me see. Let me get the quote here exactly because I don't want to misquote – uh, coach Pierce on this, but he basically said, Hey, look, I want a guy who's going to go down, who's going to be creative, who's going to challenge, uh, uh, challenge vertically, all this kind of stuff we heard from, from, uh, uh Antonio Pierce. Uh, here it is. He, he said, uh, quote, you've got to be able to run the football play action pass. Uh, what are the Raiders known for the vertical passing game? We want to see shots down the field. We want to see explosive plays that has to be part of the creativity. You look at the shifts, the motions, all that stuff that goes into it when you think of the Raiders are playing really good football and that's what we got to be, that's what we going to be your offensive coordinator, hopefully as we go forward. So you look at that now, I know from, from limited, just from yesterday, looking into Getzi's offense, even though it wasn't very successful, he does use motion. There is some things there. It's Kyle Shanahan's kind of West coast offensive flair to it. Um, just wasn't able to execute it in Chicago. And we'll talk about those reasonings, but give me, give me your sense for, you talked about maybe seeing a little bit of what the Raiders offense can look like. Um, give me your take on Luke Getze, what he does offensively, and and does it fit with that kind of viewpoint that Antonio Pierce had? I think Luke Getze stylistically or schematically fits with what Antonio Pierce wants to do. Antonio Pierce, the first thing he says is you got to run the ball. And this is why I said Eric Bannemi wasn't a fit for the Rays because Eric mm-hmm. Bannemi's commanders were last, dead last in running the football last year. And players even complained to the media that the that the commanders and Eric Bamey should have ran the ball a lot more. Yep. So that's the first thing he said. And Luke Getzey, I know Justin Fields was the lead rusher for the Chicago Bears, so the numbers, the rushing numbers for the Bears are skewed a bit. But the Bears plan to run the football if you look at their personnel. They have three running backs that they use. They rotated, I believe, Khalil Herbert, uh, Dante Foreman, and they drafted Roshan Johnson out of Texas in the third round. Yep. This past season, this past last offseason. So they have three running backs along with Justin, Justin Fields who can move the football with his legs. So looking at that personnel, the Bears intended to be a physical run first team. And I think that fits with what Antonio Pierce wants to do. The other thing that I think works in Luke Getty's favor is that he uses the tight end in the passing game. If you look at Cole Komet's progression over the last two years, he became a viable red zone threat. I believe he had 13 touchdowns over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he showed progression. So that, that's a good sign for Michael Mayer. The other thing I want to point out is that I believe in 2022, the Bears ranked, I believe, in the, within the top 10 in RPO plays. Intended RPO pass attempts, so run pass option. And that's another thing that I think you're going to see with the Raiders offense and i think people get this idea that with the run or with rpos you need a mobile quarterback not necessarily you need a quarterback who's going to make quick decisions and be able to read defenders i think that's the key staple of our rpo heavy offense not necessarily a mobile quarterback but again quick release quick decisions and you can run that with aiden o'connell but if you have a mobile quarterback it gives you that third option for the quarterback to keep the ball and run with it. So it gives adds an extra layer to the offense. So I think you'll see more RPOs out of the Raiders. Now, will it be with a more mobile quarterback? In my opinion, I think so, because Luke Getze, when he was the offensive coordinator with Mississippi State in 2018, he had Nick Fitzgerald. And guess what Nick Fitzgerald did, Scott? He led the team in rushing. So he, yeah. just like Justin Fields this past, uh, in 2022, he right. had over 1,100 rushing yards for Mississippi State. So I, in my opinion, 
But Luke Getzey coming in, I think you're gonna the Raiders are gonna start a more mobile quarterback than Aiden O'Connell, and there's a possibility that that quarterback is gonna rack up a fair amount of rushing yards on the ground. Yeah, and it's it. You, the, I, I get that too, but I wonder, I because I, I he I keep hearing people, and I talk, we talk about look at the numbers, the leading the leading rushing teams in the NFL: Ravens, Bears, 49ers, Cardinals, Lions, Dolphins, Bills, Eagles, Falcons. Right. So you look at and then the Colts. So you look at that, the Bears were number two, right? But the Bears were at the bottom of the barrel when it came to passing. And you can say, well, yeah, but the, look at the Ravens, look at the, look at the 49ers. But those teams are also in the top five and top 10 in passing. There's a balance, right? And I think that's what we heard. Why One of the reasons Getzey got fired was he couldn't get the balance in that offense. And the biggest criticism of him was that he, wouldn't, he couldn't or wouldn't, we don't know because we weren't there, adjust the offense based on the personnel he had. And so when you look at that, to me, that's the biggest red flag for me. It's not, it's not whether, because coaches go places sometimes, they don't succeed. It's not always their 100% their fault, but do they improve, number one? And number two, are they, are they able to adjust based on the talent, right? We saw Josh McDaniels not do that at all. In fact, he would sit down talent he had just because he didn't want to deal with it. And, and it was a disaster. So that to me, talk about that, because to me, that's the biggest concern, because if he if, if Luke Getzey comes into to Las Vegas and let's say the Raiders aren't able to do something at quarterback, I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying, let's say let's say it's Aiden O'Connell, then then he's going to have to adjust that offense because he's Aiden O'Connell's not running the ball and he's not functionally mobile either. No, and I think when it comes to personnel and what happened in Chicago, I want to be direct when I say this. A lot of people want to know, was it Justin Fields' fault or Luke Getzey's fault as to why the Chicago Bears office didn't improve the way people in Chicago wanted it to? And I think usually it's – and I said this to you off air one time, Scott. I said mm-hmm. when things don't go right, it's never – is hardly ever just one person or one Correct. factor. It's right. usually – both factors or a multitude of factors that factor into failure and as well as success. Mm -hmm. So I I think, I don't think you can completely absolve Luke Getzey because you think Justin Fields stinks. And I don't think you can completely absolve Justin Fields because you think Luke Getzey stinks as a play Mm -hmm. caller. I think it was a little bit of both of them because I, I remember distinctively remember this during the past season that Justin Fields came out and I don't want to say he criticized his coaching staff, but they asked him, you know, you know, why is he being too robotic? And he kind of pointed to, you know, I guess in differences with the coaching staff, how players are being called. And then he had to clarify his statement because it came out that Justin Fields is throwing his coaching staff under the bus. So he came <laughs> back, called the yep. media back and clarified that statement to say, I'm not blaming the coaching staff. And, I, and the, this is the way I read it as maybe there's just too much going on in his head where he's trying to be a pocket passer, not run so much when he's comfortable running the football and using his legs. And I think that offense and with Luke Getzey leading it was trying to help him become more of a proficient pocket passer. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't working out for him. It wasn't until he let loose and started running the football again that that Bears offense started to roll. Now, of course, Correct. he had he was also injured and he had to get back on the field. But Justin Fields does best when he's able to force defenders to defend him on the run. And that worked out well for him. And I think there were periods last season where Luke Getzey went away from that and it didn't suit his quarterback strengths. Correct. And we talked about in 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 our conversations here on the show, talking about 
the Raiders possibly going out and getting Justin Fields as somebody to come and compete, not as the long-term answer per se, could be, might not be. It's not going to happen now with Getze for sure. But at the same time, when we talked about that, we talked about lack of development and that sometimes a different place, a different coach, a different staff can help you find it, right? I mean, not guaranteed, but, but and so obviously he's not going to be on the Raiders, so we can drop that one. But you, you also look at this because I saw a lot of this conversation. Well, yeah, they sucked passing the ball because Fields was terrible. It was terrible. It's not, it's not Getze's fault, but look what he did. He had the second best running team. That was also field. So you can't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, you can't have it both ways. You can't give Getsy credit for having a great rushing offense and then blame the quarterback when the quarterback was the one who made the rushing offense, by the way. Exactly. So again, it goes to show the nuances, right? Which is, which is your point, which is it's not one person's fault. It's also the head coach's fault. The head coach oversees the offensive coordinator. Why didn't he push Getsy to do things differently? That's on Ibraflus. That's not on Getze per se. That's not on Fields. It's not on the players. So again, it's it's a situation where you have that. So we have we have we have to look at that. But you look at Getze's record there. A lot of people, well, Devontae Adams loves him, and 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers loves him. He's like, yeah, but he was the passing coordinator. Very different role. We all we can go on is two experiences with that. Now, again, Antonio Pierce doesn't have a lot of experience either, but we have, we saw him coach nine games in the NFL. We kind of know what he does, his style, the things he needs to learn. Then we look at Getze. You talked about his college experience, let go after one year. He only lasted a year. Then he went back to the NFL. Then he gets the, the Bears job. He lasts two seasons and he's gone there. Again, people fail a lot and then succeed. So I'm not saying the guy can't succeed, but I think this is why there's some there's some concerns there. He's going to have to come out and prove it. He's going to have to do something. And if the Raiders don't get a more viable, I think, quarterback for the year 2024, he's going to be in an even deeper hole to me, Mo, because what do you do then? Then you're limited. Now, we don't know. They might go get a veteran. We don't know. But still, there's just a lot more open questions. And I think going into this offseason, the combine here in three weeks, then the draft, it's just really, really interesting to see how this coaching staff is come together because I think everybody was looking for a really strong um, offensive coordinator that had, that came in with a bunch of ideas, which is why I was in favor of Kingsbury. I, I kind of called that out, but somebody else that was kind of at the forefront of offenses recently that had some sort of success, even if they weren't a coordinator and they, they moved up and with Getsy, I think it was just kind of a dud for people. doesn't mean he won't succeed. It just, it just kind of fell flat. With Getsy, he's kind of, not kind of, he's an unknown. Even though he, as I pointed point. out, he was Good an point. offensive coordinator with Mississippi State. And then he had two, he had years with the Packers, was never the primary play caller with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Passing game coordinator, very different than the offensive coordinator. While he does have input, uh, it's not the primary play caller where you say this oh. was his offense. Oh, and he had Aaron Rodgers too, by the way. And he had, yes, and he had Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. So that, that brings me to my point that who the Raiders start at quarterback is going to ultimately determine how successful Luke Getze is mm-hmm. as the Raiders offensive coordinator for 2024 and beyond. I, I, I'll i use Josh McDaniels as an example, right? This is an extreme example, but it's still a good example. Josh McDaniels is regarded as one of the best offensive coordinators slash play calls in the NFL with Tom Brady, right? He got Mac Jones to a Pro Bowl. He had Mac Jones playing at a Pro Bowl level. People say Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything. Look at Mac Jones's numbers Since. under Josh McDaniels 
they were pretty good. Yeah. And then he comes to Las Vegas, he gets Jimmy Garoppolo, who I feel is a big product of Kyle Shanahan's play calling, and Aiden O'Connell, and all of a sudden now his offense is broken. Mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels didn't forget how to call plays. The difference is the quarterbacks that he had. So when you have – when it's the same thing with, with other um, offensive play callers slash head coaches. Sean Payton had Drew Brees in New Orleans. He's looked at as, oh, the Saints offense – one of the best in the league, revolutionary. He goes to Denver. While Russell Wilson's numbers were decent, the offense doesn't look anything close to what it looked like with the New Orleans Saints. No. Why is that? Different quarterback. Yes. You go from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a really good quarterback, but not a Hall of Fame quarterback in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So with Luke Getz, he's the same thing. He had Justin Fields in Chicago, and we all know Justin Fields has his flaws. Absolutely. But if the Raiders get a quarterback who – Looks like C.J. Stroud in his first year. All of a sudden, Luke Getzey is going to look like a genius. <laughs> if the Raiders get a quarterback who isn't ready to start right away, whether it's a vet, whether it's a rookie or a veteran who, who doesn't play well, then Luke Getzey is going to look like a bust of a hire. But he's at the mercy of the quarterback position, because again, your quarterback determines so much. What is the old saying, Scott? Now sometimes not all about the X's and O's, it's about the Jimmys and Joes. Yeah, the Raiders need to find their quarterback of the future, and it has to be a viable quarterback because if he's not, the offensive coordinator, whoever it was, is going to fail. Mm -hmm. If that quarterback shows promise and makes some strides early in his career, then the coordinator will look like a decent hire. We'll see. Yeah, well, but but also the coordinator that that is absolutely true. But also the coordinator has to have the right environment. What you saw, yes, immense talent with C.J. Stroud in Houston but also the right situation, right? We talked about this with Fields in Chicago not being the right situation. Mm -hmm. But if you bring in a young quarterback, you have to develop him. The offensive staff not only calls plays there, Mo, and takes advantage of their talent, but also has to put them in a position to be successful. We saw a little bit of that, I think, at times this past year, even though Bo Hardigree's gone now, with Aiden O'Connell. In certain games, when they game plan, they had a good game plan coming out to take some pressure off Aiden O'Connell to help him be successful. Mm -hmm. With a young quarterback, especially a, a guy who's going to be mobile like that and, and and talented, if they're able to get somebody in that realm, they're going to have to be able to develop them too. That's that's partly the issue there is you have to be able to do that. That's what we talked about with Kingsbury, one of his positives. He had plenty of negatives too, just like we saw from his time in Arizona, but he did develop quarterbacks every stop of the way. And so that's why if the Raiders were going for a young quarterback, you're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense in addition to his, his, his play development. So... It's going to be interesting. We don't know what will happen. So much has to happen. The offense, not only do they have to finish the rest of the staff, Mo, but they have, they're dealing with three free agents on the offensive line. I think they probably just keep one of them or resign one of them. Who knows? They could sign two. They're going to have to get better in the draft there as well. They have needs. You know, people. I've seen people say, well, now this team is a championship team. I don't think so. I think it's close or closer to that, right? It's closer to the playoffs than it is from not being in the playoffs, I think, <laughs> but, but you need to find that offensive line. You need, we talked about this, the trenches, but you need to find that quarterback. I'm concerned about the quarterback situation here. Cause I'm not, I don't know what they're going to do. We don't know what Tom Telesco is going to do. That's why he's got the job. We're not the GMs, but we'll see. I mean, I think we'll see coming out of the combine. We'll hear a little bit about who they like, who they don't like. And, and you can take that at face value because, or I should say with a grain of salt, not at face value because you don't know, right? There's a lot of misinformation that goes around too as these teams jockey, even coming out of the senior bowl. Um, but but this this situation with Getze, I think some people are disappointed. Again, I just said uninspired hire. That doesn't mean he can't be successful. And so we'll have to wait and see. That's the only thing we can do is wait until they get on the field 
And I will continue to repeat what Antonio Pierce has said, Mo. Resume on the grass. So you can't you can't judge anybody on this coaching staff until they start playing again and we see the results we get from both sides of the ball. Right. But going into this. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There Again, I, I want to reiterate this. There are a few things that I expect. I expect the Raiders to go with a running back by committee. I know we expected that mm. when, when Josh McDaniels came in. Yep. I fully expect that the way Lugetsi handled the running back room last year in Chicago with three running backs rotation. Uh, maybe... Josh Jacobs is back and he pairs up with Zamir White, but I expect the Raiders to have a, a new lead pass catching back if it's not Jacobs or, or Zamir White, whether it's through the draft or the veteran. I do expect the Raiders to add another tight end. Austin Hooper is going to be a free agent. I talked about Luke Getz's, uh ability to develop Cole Komet. I know he has Michael Mayer, but I think the Raiders add another tight end. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I sh- and this is probably the most important one because I always say, talk about functional mobility. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is going to be the guy for the for the Raiders starting week one. Not because you need a a, a mobile quarterback to run an RPO-heavy offense, but just looking at Luke Getze's history. Again, I go back to Mississippi State. I look at Aaron Rodgers. I look at Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. All of those guys are either called dual threat, we're called dual threat quarterbacks, or functionally mobile. Aaron Rodgers, more functionally mobile, not a dual threat quarterback, but probably the most the prime example of a functioning mobile quarterback doesn't run a lot, but uses his legs to extend plays and extend plays for his all uh, receivers downfield. So looking at Luke Getz's history of where he's been and who he's coached, I expect a mobile quarterback in there to push for the number one job. Absolutely. I think it's a must and we keep saying it. Not everybody agrees, but we keep saying number one priority, functionally mobile quarterback. It's got to be for this Raider team. Now with Luke Getze there, uh, as well, you you got You got to upgrade the position again. Um, I, there are some folks out there who think Aiden O'Connell's the answer. I just don't agree. He's part of the answer, i.e., in that quarterback room. Not only as a good, mature young guy, but also as a quarterback who can come in and win games for you if you need it, if somebody's hurt. But but not not the answer. So we'll see how the how the Luke Getzey thing goes. People are disappointed. Some people, not all. Some are disappointed. Some are not. Some are in the wait and see, which is fine. I think the wait and see is where we're at now because what else are you going to do? We, we, we talked about the hiring. We talked about how he got hired. We talked about his record. And so now he's got an opportunity to start with a clean slate with Antonio Pierce and his coaching staff, and we'll see where it takes him. All right? So we – go ahead, Mo. You got one more thing before we cut to the break? Yeah, quick thing. I said this on the night, the day that Luke Getzi was hired, that the people who are disappointed with the hire – 
give it 24 hours and it will convince themselves that it was a good hire. <laughs> it, it always happens. It People does. will just be disappointed with a signing or a trade acquisition or a hire because it wasn't their choice. Mm-hmm. And then after 24 hours of cooling off and the motion wears off, they're like, you know what? He's a Raider now. We're going we're gonna to support him and he's going to be great. That's usually what happens over sure. the course of 24 hours. And I get it. Yeah, because you have no choice. I mean, it is what it is. They hire, exactly. they're going to hire him. So it's like, exactly. he's your offensive coordinator until he's not. So you have to, you sort of have to get used to that. And we'll see, we'll see what he's able to do. To me, it's going to be fascinating. I think we're going to get some, we'll get some clues as we start to get into the acquisition period, players, the draft, all that stuff on what this offensive roster is going to look like. Cause there's going to be, cha- as you mentioned, there's going to be changes up front. I think there's going to be changes at running back, changes at at tight end, even some additions, I believe, at wide receiver. So we're going to see how that all flows together and and how Luke Getze influences that uh, with with Pierce's staff. So it'll be interesting how that all goes down. All right, going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what players the Raiders might be interested in targeting based on this higher now based on Luke Getze, based on the offense. Mo got into a little bit, talked about RPOs and talking about the style of quarterback. We'll delve a little bit more into that here in our last segment. Silver and Black today, welcome back. Welcome to February. Listen to these messages and we'll be right back after this.